we are very direct in Germany and very honest. And my dad, who's Italian but lives in the UK, always says the English are too polite to be honest and the Germans are too honest to be polite. Well, today on We Are Netflix, we have two Germans who are both honest and polite. Felix Pacha and Jonas Lampert are members of our European marketing team, introducing European audiences to Netflix shows and movies. I'm Lyle Troxell. My co-host is Michael Polson, and we're here to learn about the challenges of working across so many cultures, German, Dutch, American, and Netflix's own corporate culture. Eunice and Felix have some interesting observations on those cultural differences, including what it was like to go from German companies to Netflix. They spoke to us from Netflix's European headquarters in Amsterdam, and I started by asking Felix how he came to work at Netflix. Oh, that's, that's, um, that's a very, very good question. I was invited to a recruiting event, I think, which wasn't clear to me at the time. Um, it was uh, a conference I was invited to. I nearly didn't go because um, my little daughter was having a bad time and I was uh, kind of wanting to stay home with her, but uh, I was allowed to go and went to that conference and I enjoyed it very much. And um, then I got a call afterwards asking me, if uh, I'd like to take on an opportunity that was open at Netflix. My first response was I'd happily do it. There was just one thing <laughs> that the team should know, which is that I've got two little daughters um, and I have a very super patchworky family setup, which means I have both of my daughters, they have different mums, um, but I have them with me 50% of the time. And uh, because the job opportunity was in Amsterdam and I live in Berlin, uh, I, the first thing I said is that I'd love to do it, it's just when I have my daughters, half of the time, I will have to be in Berlin. And I was pretty sure that was a knockout argument. I wasn't sure that people would go ahead with it, but um, Netflix did, which is absolutely fantastic. I sometimes still can't believe it that I divide my time between two great cities and am able to be like a dad to my two little daughters and uh, do marketing for Netflix as well. I have a similar mixed family thing where... Once you once you do that, once you have multiple adults living in different houses that are taking care of the same kids, you don't move because everyone has to move together. So exactly, it just can't happen. Yeah, and that's why I said it's like I'd love to, and my kids, you know, but I have to like take two families basically and move them yeah. with me as a third family um, to Amsterdam, and that, that's never going to happen, right? Right. And I instantly thought like I'm going to be very open and candid about this. I'm going to tell them, look, I've got these two daughters. I'm going to spend my time with them. I fought very hard to have them fifty percent of the time, and that was so eye opening that. You know, the recruiting team went to help with it and gave me that chance. Can you sum up your feeling that you got when they said, oh, we can make that work? A lot of happiness and kind of like also love because I can show my love to my kids. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, Eunice, uh, you've been at, at Netflix for two and a half years. Yes. Um, you want to tell us what it's like to be a manager of people at Netflix in Europe? Sure. So I started as an integrated producer on the marketing ops function here in EMEA. And um, that's not a manager role. So I started as a so-called individual contributor and um, really partnering up with the marketing team that Felix is now leading to bring those great campaigns to life in the region, like to put out really great creative ideas in front of the German consumers so that they get excited about our content and they start talking about it and get engaged. Um, the role itself developed tremendously in those two years. It started really off from a role where we, um, where we heavily relied on 
what was coming from the global teams on marketing assets and then see what can we add from uh, a German perspective to it, whereas now we really emphasize this local ideas and this local creative really coming out of local insights and creative from scratch that will tell the story that we want to tell about certain shows. I understand, um, Jonas and Felix, I understand very much that both of you are un engaged in the marketing efforts and, and sharing our content to the German audience. And I understand that you have slightly different roles. So let's get a base ground of like what you guys do. Um, Felix, let's start with you. Um, my role is really easy. I, I make people in Germany, Austria and Switzerland uh, get excited about Netflix. That's basically what my job is, like getting the right content in front of our audience um, so that they just, you know, see how great we are, what we have, and instantly want to sign up or watch the content, which is a super easy job, and I love it because of that, because we've got so much great content. So you're given a show, and, like, this is going to launch, and it should be really good in Germany, and you're like, and they say, so people will go, let's make this really exciting, and you figure out how to make it exciting. Exactly, so I'd see a show, and I'd say, like, why is this especially exciting for my audience in, in Germany or in Austria and Switzerland? And then we basically invent a campaign around it which drives exactly those insights, to make people uh, even more excited about the show. And this is basically what we do. We, we choose uh, from, from all the titles that we release a basket of titles that are the most relevant and then do campaigns around them and drive them forward. And that's where we need uh, Eunice and her team especially to come in because she helps us scale that. Yeah, Felix's team is doing their basically... Um, defining on what we are doing and why we are doing it. So what titles are we supporting and why are we supporting? Why will they be relevant for the German market? And the integrated producers and we as marketing ops come in and say, okay, how are we bringing this to life? How do we give this strategic vision and those concepts live to make sure it gets in front of the consumer to be really state-of-the-art in, in terms of creativity and great ideas that excite and engage people. So basically, Eunice is in charge of all the magic and um, making what we kind of envision come to life so that people can actually see it and experience it. Let's, let's walk through a show that we did this. Let's say, say Stranger Things Season 2 came along. And what did you do, Felix? What did you or your people in your team do for like Stranger Things? So we look at the Stranger Things brief. So, you know, what, what's happening in the show? Why, why is it exciting? We see, obviously, it's the second season, right? So we saw what was happening in Stranger Things Season 1. So what were people talking about? What worked really well? And what are people excited about with the Season 2? And, uh, and then we write all that in a brief. And we go out to creative agencies, we go to our media agency and kind of come up with a plan of like, what idea should we develop um, for Stranger Things 2? Like artwork and videos? Exactly, like artwork. So that's like out of home, like posters, for example. Um, maybe we do like a publicity stunt or we have like digital assets, like little films that can be anything from a trailer to something we produce maybe with influencers because we see it's such a big show. So let's invite some people in. Um, so we got like a bunch of ideas that we basically streamline. So it's a clear narrative, what happens before launch to get people excited about the launch. So, you know, we, We start before that going like, this is coming. You all need to watch this. Then on launch day, we're going to go big on this and let everyone know. And then we do a couple of things after launch um, because people, once you watch the show, you want to talk more about it, right? You're hooked and, and like, you're probably sad because you binged it and you were like, oh no, I've watched all the episodes. What do I do now? And so we try and create some assets afterwards that you can share and you can, you know, really be hungry for and happy that, that you've got more of the show and you get to know more. This could be like anything from behind the scenes footage to stuff that we come up with, especially for our market. At this stage, though, this is all a bunch of ideas. 
Like there's a briefing and we talk to agencies and they come back with more ideas. So this is all very theoretical. And then we take this to Eunice's team and Eunice actually then tells us what's feasible, what we can actually can do or not. And this is kind of where, where you guys take over, right? Eunice, how do you make those decisions? What do you look at at that point? Well, we obviously are heavily involved already up front in all those uh, discussions and we are guiding the creative process as well and we are already upfront deciding who are the most creative partners in the market to work with and who will bring the campaigns to life in the best way possible and most Netflix way possible. And then once um, marketing decides on, okay, we want to throw this big Halloween party for Stranger Things, for example, we then really think, okay, how can we bring this to life and what is a great location? How should the location look like that we have a lot of photo opportunities that people will make photos with and just engage with the content, engage with the sets, uh, see um, how we can just deliver a really, really great experience and bring it closer to the um, consumers. And and to highlight how, how involved Eunice team is from the beginning, for example, in Germany, like when we work with creative agencies to develop those ideas, um, Eunice had uh, the great idea when, when I joined um to kind of not rely on one agency, but work more with freelancers so we can be much more creative, much more open, much more flexible and agile. And she really drove that whole process so that now we're at a stage where we have such a nice kind of like ecosystem of, uh, of creative people in the region that we can really come up with great ideas and execute on them. My core motivation of doing so was also to get a more diverse team of creatives working on our account. You don't always find, you know, those... Um, strong female creative directors in the agencies so we really put some effort in to find those people who are freelancing in the market who we know have a proven track record of amazing creative ideas and engaged with them directly to um, come up with great ideas for our title campaigns. How are you finding these freelancers? I mean, an agency is relatively easy, right? Because you hit one company and they have a whole bunch of people and they can do a large campaign for you. But individuals, that, that must take a little bit more time and energy to cultivate that community. Well, I think one key of success for each of the regions is that we are all regional experts. So we all come out of the region. Um, we are all Germans working uh, on the German region. And we have our network. And it was really up to me then to dig into this network, to connect with people, to get to know people, and um, be also a lot in the region. Again, be a lot in the you know uh, creative cities like Berlin and Hamburg, spend time with the people there and extend the network and search for those people. It's an investment, but in the end, it really paid off because we have a beautiful pool of... It paid off really well. I mean, it's, it's, like, that's, it's super exciting to work with that pool as well because we put a lot of trust in our creatives, and I think that's what they also really appreciate because we go to the creatives and, uh, and kind of go, this is our brief. Um, you go and, and create your ideas that we can use and then um, Eunice works with them from from the get-go already what's you know what's feasible what can we do and we give them so much opportunity to do their best work because that's what we want them to do and so we can actually build a team of superstars for every title that we have because we know the strength we know the weaknesses and we can pair people up in uh, in constellations that they've never worked in before like we can do anything that you can't do in the normal agency setup and this is something that when i joined and, and Eunice presented that idea that wasn't ahead at the time absolutely embraced and loved and i'm so proud that we are now in a position where we can actually do that because Eunice executed the whole thing that's a lot of praise for me thank you you deserve it <laughs>
<laughs> so before all this, but you only kind of exclusively worked for agencies, and then Eunice came along and was like, well, wait a second, if we kind of change how we do things, we could do things much better. Uh, Eunice was here before me, so she can say how it, how it worked before my time. I can only tell how it, I did it at the companies I worked for before at Netflix, where sure. you usually have one creative agency attached to you. They've got like an account and you pay them uh, to come up with, with ideas. That's like your contract with them, which works really well. Um, but you also, the downsides of this is that you're building up a lot of overhead costs. And uh, what you also is, it's the same people attached to your account all the time. So you kind of, it's hard to get out of that box, right? It's hard to come out of it. And when I came here, and then Eunice came up with her idea, and I think you can take it take it from there, how we worked before and, and why you came up with that. I mean, we pretty much worked how you just described it for a long time. And I think the need of more diverse minds working on our account came also with the increased diversity of content that we wanted to promote and really authentically promote to the, to the audience. So we were like, we are not finding those teams that we think come up with the strongest ideas on such content. So we went out into the market and found those teams ourselves. And um, it, I think it's a great example of the culture we are operating in and the freedom and responsibility you have. So it really came from you seeing like this traditional agency thing isn't really working for me because I can't get the creatives I want. And this freedom and responsibility thing means I can change it. And so you changed it. Exactly. And that's, that's fantastic. Let me ask you, what kind of people are you looking for? How do you find a person you know will be good for the work you're doing? Obviously, we look like the first point when we engage with them, we look at their track record. What have they been doing in the market that really drove conversation? But I'm not judging a creative only on that because sometimes they are just limited out of their circumstances they're working in. And then, you know, if you have to work on a big German bank, you cannot be the most creative person you want to be. So it's a lot of... um yeah, looking what they have done, um, engaging with them, really searching a conversation. And then it's really interesting to ask them how they perceive Netflix. What would they do better if they could work on the next campaign? And if those creative juices get flowing and you really feel, hey, this is, you know, this is the direction you want to take it. We really give it a try. And that's also what this whole approach is about to um, just try it out. There's no big commitment and just booking a creative person for two weeks and see what they will come up with if they if they have those two weeks to think about a stranger things i'd like you guys to kind of explain to me what it was like to be hired by netflix from a, from a personal perspective um what it was like coming into kind of a shift in how companies are run netflix runs a little differently what was surprising what the what was the feeling for you so I um, used to work in uh, creative agencies in Germany, and they have been a very, very good school for me. They gave me all the, the tools I needed to do the job at Netflix, but I hit the ceiling at some point and really felt like I'm at disadvantage for who I am and not of what I can do or am capable of. So I was told that, for example, uh, this job of leading the, the new account of uh, an agency should be done by a man because it's a more maleish brand. And I felt like, okay, I'm coming to a, to a border here. Like there are boundaries that I didn't expect there to be. So um, I was really happy with Netflix reaching out for me and um, giving me this opportunity to change that and coming into an environment that is 
much less hierarchical. We don't thrive out of hierarchies, which is very uncommon uh, in a lot of uh, German companies. We really empower the people to make their own decisions, create the scope of their role. You can shape the role in the sense of skewing there where your strengths are and which values and expertise you can bring to the team. And I really felt that that was one of the biggest shifts for me to have this like huge opportunity of playing out my talents. There's a lot of category thinking as well in the German uh, landscape. It's like either you're a project manager or you're a strategic planner or you're a creative person. And I heard this as well when I was like, well, I'm kind of everything. <laughs> I really feel that that's something Netflix is highly appreciating of Uh, you know, shaping the role based on, on your talents and um, having many hats on. And you can be this very um, strategic mind that also operates very efficiently and also ha can have um, creative ideas. Yeah, I, I, I completely, completely echo that, especially the last part um, that, you know, you can really grow your skill set, like, and you can show everything that you've done. So, I mean, my recruitment When, when I was asked, there was two job positions open. And one was um, the director of um, social, social media marketing and one was director of marketing. And I was asked, what, what would I rather do? And my response was, I don't know, because to me, they're both the same thing. Like, I don't think social media marketing is, is different from, from like marketing. A, it's got the same word in it. And, and B, it's like, you know, a good idea is talkable. And I think that's what people usually mean by social. So... That was my first challenge I gave the recruiting team when they, when they asked me. And, you know, and then because I had worked at Twitter before, it was decided that it should be uh, social, social marketing and, um, and ended up through the recruitment process without anyone telling me, I ended up with the director of marketing position. And um, where, where also um, my, my manager here um, at Netflix also said, you know what, with your background, we don't need that social position anymore. We'll just you do both because you can do both, right? So, so you do you. Like your, your answer of like, where's the difference is brilliant. Um, show us, right? You can do marketing like you understand marketing. And that seems so simple, but that's huge. And I think that's, by the way, also the biggest challenge. It's the most exciting part, but then the biggest challenge is, okay, now it's up to you, right? Now it's... Uh, Yes, Eunice, you always said you are so strategic, so creative and such a great project manager. Now you have this playground. What are you doing out of this? You know, what will you come up with? Is it really that great? And this is uh, a very like it's, it's a great feeling, but it's at the same time also the challenge you put on yourself of, okay, what do I do now with this playground and with all those opportunities to really make use of my talents that were restricted in a way before totally and i think i think you have to you know you have to learn to trust that people are trusting in you so it's this mutual trust that you have to to accept and i think that's where our open feedback culture is wonderful because in companies i've worked before you have these like annual feedback meetings and stuff comes around that you always are very surprised and so you're dreading these these like feedback meetings right And now, you know, I have the confidence here that I'm doing a good job because nobody's told me otherwise. Like nobody's given me context that, you know, stuff is not working out or that they don't like it. And, you know, you get like little bumps here and there, which is fine because that's how you grow. That's how you learn. But you don't get this thing. You always do this and this, right? you know, like these, these really random 
universal feedbacks where you kind of can't pinpoint them. And if I may add to that, it was also a big difference on how the feedback is presented to you and with which intent. It's always coming from a good place and it's always coming with the best intent to make you better and for everyone um, to grow in the company. And I've never seen so many people really acting in the best interest um, for a campaign or for the company or for the brand and not acting out of um, their own ego. And that was also a big, big shift for me from coming from a, a German agency background um, and starting at Netflix to really see this selflessness and people really um, striving towards the one goal to, to make the business better and to make the business grow. And um, that was fascinating for me to see. I, I completely agree. I think this, this kind of we're interested in, in setting people up for success. And that's kind of what we, you know, we're, we're doing our job, but we constantly like also, you know, want other people to succeed with us. I think that's that's so valuable. And I think you told me about the first time you got feedback, which I thought was really interesting when because we do have annual feedback sessions where we do give each other, each other like feedback. Um, and I think when you got your first feedback, that, that was eye opening for you as well, wasn't it? The Well, you're always, when you get the first 360 feedback, how we call it, um, you're always a little bit nervous. What will come out of that? Like, what what are people really thinking about me? So I opened the feedback, and what was really empowering was to see from a lot of cross-functional partners in the German team, but also in the European team, to, hey, speak up even in, in, in bigger groups. Like, every time you add something to the conversation, it's so valuable. We want to hear you more. We want to hear your, uh, your thoughts more, your thinking behind certain things and really have this empowerment after a short amount of time of people um, telling me, trust your voice, trust your opinion, and really raise your voice even in, in the meeting room with many, many people you, you might not know yet. And uh, that was a great opinion as well, or, or feedback. Yeah. And it's not a power play. I think feedback often is a power play in, in companies where it's like, you know, I've got something on you, you know, that will stop you from going further or that's where I can pressure you into something with. And that's not the case. Like feedback is really for growth, how it should be. Yeah. I was really bad at taking feedback before I started in Netflix. I know. I always took it personal and I always had the defense mode on, on... Uh, don't say that to me. I want to be, you know, I, I don't want you to have anything against me. Exactly. And it really switched with, you know, if you realize that those people, as I just described, coming from a good intention and they don't take it personal, they want this for your personal growth and for you to succeed. And that's a complete different feeling. And it's very, it's very non-German, right? I mean, this is something... Very non-German. That, that, uh, and, and from a corporate culture, right? What does that mean? What does it mean to be non-German? That's, that's the thing. It's actually, it's, it's very German in a way because we are very direct in Germany and very honest. And my dad, who's Italian but lives in the UK, always says the English are too polite to be honest and the Germans are too honest to be polite. So we have a directness that, you know, and that was something working in this, uh, with many cultures as well. Like I think after my, my second month or something where I, in a meeting, was very direct about something that I didn't like and that my American colleagues um, didn't understand the context where I was coming from, from my culture. And, you know, that, then I had to set the record straight. And I remember, I think I was also going to you or the team and saying like, oh, I just, I just was a bit too direct with someone. 
and I should have known because I've worked in, in multicultural companies before. Um, uh, and then, then the team was like, oh, finally, the first time that happened to you because it happens to everyone. It's kind of good because, you know, you come with your cultural background and you, you meet other cultures and it's something that, that you learn. And so in a way, we're very direct, we're very honest. But when it comes to giving feedback in companies and corporate culture, we tend to use that as a kind of power mechanism of, you know, controlling people, of, uh, of as you said, having, having something on you. Like, you know, there's something I know about you that you're doing, you're not doing well, and I'm going to tell you in this feedback. It's and also I, very top down. Yeah, it's you're very not top encouraged down. to give feedback to your manager. Exactly. And it's really... Is that different here at yeah. Netflix? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think in the second week, a uh, uh, marketing director asked me, so Eunice, you have been here two weeks. What can I do better? Like, give me all the feedback you have. And I'm like, well, <laughs> two weeks is maybe not a, a fair amount of time to really um, give you great feedback. But those are running conversations. We we do this all the time and we give each other feedback no matter if we're a manager, which role name we have, which position we're in, which team we're in. It's if you have a valuable piece of feedback to make someone better, just share it with them. And then we share that feedback. Eunice, you, you mentioned earlier that you'd gotten feedback and you're like, ah, that's hard to get feedback. I'm assuming you've gotten a little bit better at receiving feedback, but also the feedback that you got early on about speaking up in meetings and stuff. Have you changed as a person? Have you gotten better at that skill? Yes, absolutely. It's this empowering moment of telling me to to speak up more and, and giving me the room to also do so and the freedom um, really changed me because I'm naturally someone who speaks up. That's why I'm maybe also on this podcast, but... <laughs> But um, uh, I usually like to to voice my opinion if I have something really valuable to add. And um, yeah, it, it gave me the opportunity here to do so and to also evolve in my role from a producer working for the German team into a manager role, um, having now eight people in my team working uh, across several countries. And uh, yeah, I, I think I've gotten gotten better in it and really now also practice it in front of the team to be yeah to lead by example on how you can establish your voice uh, in the company and in discussions tell me more about transitioning into a manager you say you have eight employees what are their tasks how do you engage with them how do you hire with them explain a little bit about that to me and to us um so my team consists of eight producer rock stars who are amazing and work um, for the UK, Benelux, um, German uh, regions and Nordics and Central Eastern Europe. So a very diverse team. Uh, they all come out of the region. So they're really regional experts. And they're basically what Felix and I described early on in partnering up with the marketing team to really push creative boundaries within our local campaigns for our shows. And... Um, I'm just really, really lucky to share the knowledge I gained for two years as a producer with them to set them up uh, for success with all the learnings I gained over the time to see how they can push it further, how, how they can evolve the, um, the team. And obviously, I'm always looking for people who can hire the benchmark, so people who probably will do even a better job than I did. I think that should be always the benchmark when hiring um, new new rock stars in the team. And it's really exciting to be at a point where you can share all this knowledge and uh, where you can um, yeah, pass it on to others and see what they make out of it. 
Can you explain to me and some people might not know what actually a producer is in the marketing scope? Like what, what, what are those people actually doing? I mean, you talked a little bit about that from yourself, but describe maybe even some examples sure. of what's happening right now for one sure. of them. So the full role name is integrated producer, and it's a very rare role, especially in, um, for example, markets like Germany. So we put a lot of emphasize in explaining the role as well when we engage with candidates. The role consists basically of um, partnering up with the marketing teams and when we, let's say, want to um, support Star Trek to come up with this brief together with the marketing managers of what do we want to achieve with this campaign, um, what are the deliverables that we are expecting from an agency, is it, you know, a big customized billboard is it uh, an event is it like social asset whatever assets part of the campaign we need the producers taking care of that those get created not only creatively but also as a final asset and then delivered to the media by the social channels um, or even set up a whole event and the great thing about this role is that we always start with the idea first we don't think in particular channels of um, you know now I want to do something big in digital sometimes that happens but usually we come off with we do very open briefings to the creative people and then see okay what is the strongest idea what is the strongest narrative and how can we translate this to the various channels so in my time where I was a producer I I worked on any channel I did um crazy like I don't know like I told the projection on the tv tower or a huge um, hundred meter billboard with a cut uh, finger currywurst which went completely viral in Germany or um, a music video from scratch with on Vogue and a re-record of their famous song free your mind and like shooting a whole music video with them on the ground and I think it's also important to stress that um, when, when we do these campaigns um, we're very fluid when it comes to leads those campaigns um, because Eunice in her role as producer also led uh, the campaign for Altered Carbon, which is a marketing campaign, but she partnered up with marketing but took the lead um, to do that and came up with, I think, my favorite Netflix campaign ever, which is the... the I so mean, you, you say it because it's, 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 your, it's your project. I don't want to take that away from you. Um, you know that Altered Carbon stands for eternal life. Those people who can afford a sleeve can live forever. And we said, okay, in the world of Altered Carbon, if you can live forever, we um, should actually make one of our German Netflix member of an uh, eternal member, a Netflix forever member. Like you will get Netflix for your lifetime. And if... A scenario like Altered Carm will happen, you will have your Netflix membership um, till the last day. To, for all future for sleeves. For all future yes. sleeves forever. <laughs> and this um, very simple idea of just giving out a membership that lasts forever and that is eternal drove extremely high fandom and also conversation in the German market and people went crazy about it and really wanted to participate and uh, we made a very special Netflix quiz with, I think, over 500 questions. And the people who got the farthest would win this membership. And I think it was over three days. And I had the feeling everyone was talking about it. We had um, 150 press articles. It was really massive. It was talk of talk of the country for some days. So Did somebody win? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. We got eternal members in Germany. 
Oh, that's fantastic. That's a great. That's a great story. Felix, do you have a, an example of something that you uh, a memorable thing you've launched or helped work on that you can? Um, tell I us mean, about? you know, I was I, when I came in, I was uh, lucky enough to witness the Alter Carbon um, campaign coming together. So that's why I like it. Um, and uh, but you know, I think that the last thing we launched a big campaign was for Disenchantment, which I personally love the show a lot. And uh, we were very excited as a team um, for that coming to the service. And, you know, because Germany is like a fairy tale country because, you know, we've got the Grimm brothers who, who told us these fairy tales. So we kind of built on that and had some some amazing activations from social assets um, where, you know, you see see a girl playing with her with her doll and playing out being the bean character of what she sees as a princess being a princess now that she's seen disenchantment and um you know and, and with the father being completely lost you know not being able to tame this new little um adore princess and um, which which is great because you can tap in so many cultural memes and so many things that are happening right now when, when you're here and so i'm i'm always I always marvel at my team coming up with these ideas and making them come to life well, Felix and Eunice, I gotta say that you got me excited. I want to go work there. Join my that. team. That oh, yeah, we've got we've got open <laughs> positions, so you know. I don't. I don't think our boss would be very happy. I also am not sure I would have enough cultural knowledge of the oh, region. We get you there. So. We prepare you. <laughs> well, thank you very much for thank joining you for us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us.